Welcome back to the Modern Real Estate Agents with Johnny and Lizzie Phillips. Welcome back. Welcome back. Back in the studio. Uh, back after the holidays. All the things. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks because we've been out of town. Speaking of, um, this is a very shameless plug here. A shameless request, but I'm going to make it. Really fast into the episode. Well, yeah. I mean. I don't even know what you're about to ask. That's that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Okay. Um, so guys, so we took some time off for between season two, season three, mm-hmm. uh, you know, took the last two weeks off and, and we're slipping. All right. I usually am very proud to say we're in like the top five <laughs> real estate podcasts. I counted today and I think we were number 14. So if you're listening and you uh-huh. haven't given us a five star, <laughs> please do. I think I asked people to do it last week too. Well, I'm going to ask you every week. No, we're going to start asking every week. Every single week. For Johnny's vanity. Yes. Um, And, you know, leave us a review. Refer us to somebody, right? Tell a friend about it. Check us out. More listeners, the better. We've never asked you guys to share this with a friend. That's a good idea. Share it with people. We're really good at marketing. (laughs) Follow us for more marketing tips. (laughs) Well, listen, we are just here to help a brother out. Yeah. Okay. That's why we're here. Johnny read or read showed me the sweetest message, uh, listener. I know. Do yeah. You know, do you, I don't. I didn't see her name. Um. I, okay. Hold on. Do, do, do. I, I We've wanna, been getting a lot of really sweet messages. You guys are like the best listeners. I love our listeners. Honestly. Okay. I am going to say, Rainin. Yeah. Yeah. See it. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. yeah Rainin. I think so. She was so sweet and she so, was wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thank you, Raymond. I feel like a couple of things, uh, housekeeping. Um, one, we had somebody message us about like an hour to an hour and a half after our podcast episode launched that they listened all the way through, gave us the code start. Yes. I had so many of you guys message us. I felt so bad every time I got a new one. I was like, I'm sorry. You weren't the first. I felt crazy <laughs> that people were listening all the way through. I love it. I yeah, love it. That was great. It, it made us happy that you listened to our craziness. I mean, thank you guys. Really, we get the messages. I get Instagram stuff a lot. And and just thanks for listening. Thanks for having a good time and, and putting up with us, really. Yeah. So. We feel very lucky to be, be your hosts. For those of you who don't like this banter and wondering why we're, you know, keeping your time. Leave us alone. We can move on. <laughs> we could move on. Yeah. Oh, what was the second thing I had? Oh, and then a lot of people, I haven't even talked to you about this. I just looked at a message mm-hmm. minutes ago. A lot of people are asking us for our 20 point open house plan. So we need to I've put gotten that. some messages Okay, yeah. Too. So we yeah. need to do something about that because we don't want to take, like we've obviously been taught some of this like training, mm-hmm. but some of this is also a little bit of our own sure. spin on yeah. it. So we will attempt to put together some kind of a guide yeah. That we, and, we may end up selling you guys. <laughs> well, get in, get in while it's free guys. Um, yeah. So someone asked me about it and I, I referred them over to the people that, that yeah. we're working with. So if anyone is interested in checking that I out. I had a couple people because we, we're not selling anything for this no. back end that we're doing right now. So, but if you message us, we will tell you what it is. We yeah. just don't want to tell you until we know it's working because yeah, you're welcome. No. Yeah. So far, it's working great, but... I enjoy it. All right, holla holla. So today, we are going to be talking about handling difficult clients and situations. Okay, so why are we talking about this, babe? (laughs) 
Do you want to just like go dive right in? I don't care. Well, great news is that we closed on our personal property on Monday. Guys, it was great. So I feel really good about it. That was really, really a relief that we don't have to think about that anymore. But it was also really sad if you follow us on Instagram. You saw I posted like the saddest video. Yeah, it was. So and this was this was also the first house that we've ever sold personally. Yeah. Um, We are in real estate. We believe in real estate. Um, And so we just kind of collect houses. (laughs) It's kind of our thing. But we really felt like this house was like nice enough that someone needed to really enjoy it. That was a buyer and right. we didn't want a renter to destroy it. Yeah. We had just no done so many. Renters. Well, we did great upgrades and yeah. we didn't want someone to come in and like kill the shower glass pane that yeah. would have, it would have erased any profit that we had made from renting it. So yeah, all kinds of stuff like that. So that's that. So we sold it. Um, um and and it wasn't the uh, easiest transaction. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so we were like, you know what? We are going to take this opportunity to uh, reflect on it. Yeah. I, I want to start with this, though. I think that one of the reasons that it was difficult was because we represented ourselves. Like it was a moment in time when I really, really... Um, Appreciated having an agent. Exactly. Because <laughs> I completely agree. I think we've yeah. taken away a lot of really good things from selling this house. If nothing mm-hmm. other than selling the house, we took away great pieces of advice for our own personal clients. Well, and I, you know, moving is a bitch. So it reminded me to be empathetic with people when I say you have to move in 30 days because that's a big ask. Literally 30 days. We had 60 days when we moved and it was, <laughs> we were still the last day, just like, it was exhausting. Stuff. So I, yeah. if nothing other than that, you can simple sympathize with your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we talk about some of the big key takeaways first and then we'll jump into handling it. difficult. So I think the biggest thing that we now realize is we aspirationally priced our house and we're going hold to on. openly hold, admit it. Hold, no, no. Did we do that? Okay. So here's uh, something (laughs) that we need to talk about because Uh once upon a time, your phone was showing up. Well, it still does. Text messages show up on the iPad. And I was on the iPad one day and you sent Mark a text message and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe Lizzie wants to price the house at this like FML. And so then the next day I was like, babe, we can really do it at 600. What do you think? Like, I'm good doing 600. And you were like, no, let's go ahead and do the 650. I wanted to support you. I'm going to disconnect that. Well, now you know. I don't ever read your text messages. How am I supposed to communicate with my girlfriends? (laughs) This is some bullshit, okay? (laughs) But I did see that text message and I was like, he is talking shit about me behind my back. Rude ass. I am allowed to do that with my best friend. You are. And I don't ever read your messages, but I was literally sitting there with Liam watching a show (laughs) and I was like, the fuck? Come and say it to my face, Never, never. No, I know you would never. <laughs> so we did. We but we did tacked on an so extra. So that was a we thing. I, how, you sure? You could have said Lizzie. I could have said you no. were the agent. You were the agent. My name was not on the listing. You could have said to your client. Okay, husbands out there, like you were in charge. Really bad idea. <laughs> Let's not do that. So, anyways, we did it for too high for one week, and then we dropped the price exponentially to six hundred because we realized this was well, not yeah, a good move. I mean, six hundred was the number. We knew that was the number. Uh, I think we could have gotten 650 in the spring market coming up, but if we wanted to hold out another two or three months, maybe. Yeah, neither but here nor there. That was not going to happen. No, we couldn't have done that. No. So 
that's a big takeaway to talk to your clients about is. Yes. So I, I'm going to lead with that conversation. Oh, yeah. Forever when I do listing now. presentations. Like, Let me tell you what happens when we don't listen to our own advice. This is what happens. So, yeah, that's the other thing then is uh, I was talking with our friend Tina. We saw her in Hilton Head. She's been on the podcast, Tina Belva. And they we just live like parallel lives. It's ridiculous. But she um, just bought her dream home and they're renovating it and they're going to move and sell. And she talked about to me, I just picked up on this that they're going to she's going to have one of her agents list the house when they sell. And I'm like, yeah, in hindsight, probably should have. Either I should have been the one to do it or usually I'm the diplomatic one and you are the emotional one, but (laughs) you tend to have the most issues with agents. It is, it is the truth. It is the truth. It is the truth. So, (laughs) but I'm working on that. I'm working on it. I'm working on myself. Here's what we need to figure out because I think that there is something that you do specifically with women that they shut down and they go into bitch mode. Maybe that's a them problem and not a me problem. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know why you always get the bitch mode from me. But I think that there, I I need to like go back and look at your text messages from the very beginning of other agents that I know you've had like tough transactions with and see if there's some way that you're wording something in text messages because you're not the best texter. That's one of the points later on. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you're, no. you, you put that in the show notes. I didn't even put that on there. Well, I just know that it is better to call mm-hmm. than text. Yeah. Right. So anyways, um, because I don't, I, you're like, you are such a, you're really good with people. And majority of the time you have really good I'm transactions. A great guy. People you are. are. No, I mean, I mean, you are, you're like very easygoing and friendly. So it's, that's why I'm like, there's something he's doing that sends these women into this weird zone because they all they all behave the same way towards you. So there's some vibe that you're giving off that we've got to figure it out and shut that shit down. You think it's a weird sexual vibe? Like it is not. Like they're, oh my they're god, no! <laughs> I don't think that ever was the vibe you were getting from this other agent. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Let's move along to our first slide because we aren't even there, and we're I don't even know how many minutes in because you're so. Uh, I put this in there. I feel like it's always good to remember, guys, uh, you are in the lead generating business. We have said it a um, hundred times. If we've said it once, that's who, that's what you are as a real estate agent. But you're also um, in the people management business. The houses are going to sell. That happens, right? But your job is to manage the people and get them to the closing table. Yeah. I mean, I have a psychology degree and I feel like this is the best career that I could have ever used that degree in. <laughs> It doesn't do much for my situation. So clearly my psychology degree is helping me a lot more (laughs) in managing transactions. I rarely have issues with other agents. I don't do as many transactions as you. So the playing field's not fair there. I was going to say, maybe when I do do. them, I have no issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Um, I try to keep my ego out of things. I really do. But there is a point where I feel like, Someone might be trying to take advantage of me. And if I ever get to that point, I go like the walls of Jericho going freaking up, man. Well, so while we were negotiating many different parts of this, we negotiated so many times on this contract. It was, I don't think we've ever negotiated that much. Well, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't. But regardless, 
there was one issue and we had, we were driving down to Hilton Head and we stopped and had lunch with his best friend, Mark, who we just referenced a minute ago, who is also his co-host for the Mastering McConaughey pod. Which shameless plug. You guys got to listen to that because it's good. Um, and Mark was like, um, yeah, let's, let's not respond. Yes. I think I even said that. I was like, don't just don't respond, Johnny. Like he just gets so heated about things. Again, this was emotional for us. It was our personal house. Mm-hmm. We were so done by this point, but yeah, even I, he was, I was ready for, for them to walk away. I like, I really, I was, was not, I was like, please don't walk away. I mean, don't get me wrong. We needed the money, mm-hmm. but, um, but I was like, I can't believe I'm paying this woman. Okay. I know that's the worst part is having to pay another agent's question was like, who was negotiating against us, which now we understand where this lawsuit's right. coming from. It doesn't feel great. When when a seller asks me, why am I paying this person to work against me? I'm going to look across the table and say, I understand. <laughs> Trust me, I understand. I understand. And unfortunately, we still have to. <laughs> so, so buyer's agents out there, just remember that you are getting paid by the seller to work for the seller. And to get this thing to the closing table. Yeah. So please, please don't be an ass. So, yeah. What's next? I don't know. I just feel like I'm going to get a lot of hate mail about that one comment. <laughs> it's a valid, it is a valid point because we were the ones negotiating and paying this woman to negotiate against us because we were the ones physically doing the negotiating. Yep. It, that was hard. It was, it, yeah. It was really hard. <laughs> but and, and so to this one, to our next slide, you know, when there are difficult clients, that can be a lot easier than when you have a difficult co-op agent because you can always blame it on, on someone else. Like when, I'm, when you're working with a client, when you're running interference, even if it's a bad situation, you can, there are lots of people to pass the blame onto. Be like, oh, yeah. well, the seller said But this. legitimately pass the blame, not just like, yeah, right, like, but we did not have that. No. Like it was just us. Yeah. And again, to your point, having an agent there would have buffered a lot of that. Yeah. There would have been a lot of smoothing over. For Maybe sure. that's what you are as an agent. Is Me? Sandpaper. I'm, oh, in general, an yeah. agent. You're sandpaper. <laughs> sandpaper you smoothing gotta, things over. You're smoothing off the rough edges. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Thanks, babe. Good job. I'm like an architect. Mm, wouldn't go that far. Whatever. <laughs> um, so, but when it is the co-op agent that is being the difficult one, that makes it super difficult because that that is your point of contact, right? Yeah. You, you, you have mm-hmm. nobody else. I've had agents recently talk to me uh, because, and you know, the latest one, the co-op agent wasn't doing a, I take that back. I'm walking that back. Um, <laughs> They weren't being mean. They weren't being aggressive. They were just not compliant. They weren't responding. They weren't helping. And my client was like, well, can you just go around and talk to the seller? And I'm like, I'm not doing that. No, nope, that's very no. legal. Yeah. I know this is not very convenient. It's not very helpful, but we're just going to have to sit on our thumbs here. Yeah, that just, was just a, wait. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was a rough transaction. <laughs> that one was rough. Yeah. That was another like 60 day transaction that was an all at cash least, that could have taken at least 10 the, days. Yeah. At least the, you guys got along well. Yeah. Whenever you were able to get this person on the phone. I really like this guy. I hope I get to work with him a lot more. 
I just hope he picks up his phone more frequently. Yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's all I want. Pick up your damn that's phones. All I want. I feel like that was mentioned at EXP Con a lot. They're like, just just answer your phone. I feel like that's a running joke, especially for listing agents. You yeah, know, just pick up. Just the pick up the phone. phone. It's not that hard. Right. I mean, it is, but you can always be like, oh, I've got to take this. I'll call you back if you really don't want to talk to them. But you need to at least answer because it could be something very important. Yeah. Or text back anything. Just give something. I texted an agent today saying, hey, I have a cash offer coming to you. I just want you to know. Never responded back. I'm like, what are you What are you doing, man? Like, yeah, it's now it's 1230. Yeah. Seriously, what are you doing? Come on. Can you get me? Uh, got me. Got me. Um, yeah, next thing is remember that everyone has the same goal to get the deal closed. Um, I, I think that's a huge thing to remember. The buyer wants to close the house. The seller wants to close the house. Both both agents want to close the house. Everyone should be on this one boat rowing in the same direction. Yeah. It's the people who think that their job is to be combative that make this difficult. I think that was probably the biggest issue we had with the agent we co-opted with. Yeah. I think that that's what she thought her job was. Her was job was to, to fight. Literally make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> now, uh, granted... When I first got licensed and no one had told me any differently, I thought that was my job. I'm, I'm going to go be an attorney for this person and just make sure that they win the divorce court. That's not what this is. No. So I guess we can kind of go into the details a little bit of our transaction. Please. We probably need to do that. Um, so yeah, we got our property under contract. It was about 30 days in. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe less. And I don't know the exact days. And we got a full price offer. Uh, which was great. Um, and initially they wanted to close in January and we said we would prefer to close in December to get this closed out by the end of the year. Um, and they said, okay, we can do that, but we're going to need $2,000 cause we're gonna have to break our lease. And we're like, okay, that, that seems fair. Like you're offering full price. We'll give you $2,000. That makes easy. No, no big deal. I mean, yeah. Okay, sure. We'll do it. That's whatever. Right. Yeah. So we get under contract and then they have an inspection. Inspection wasn't that bad. Did we ever see it? Yeah. Yeah. We got a copy of it. Uh, uh, well, we got a copy of all the material defects. We didn't get a, we didn't get a full copy. I don't oh, think. I was going to say, I don't, I don't care. Um, and so after we got that, then they asked for a new HVAC. <laughs> Who does or, that? Or the money to cover a new HVAC. I think it was 6000 they're, well, they can take that 6000 And we already had a home warranty on the house. We've had uh-huh. a home warranty on the house since we purchased it. For the most part, they've approved every claim we've had. I forgot about this part entirely. Yeah, you have no memory, honey. Well, I, I, there was also a lot going on. Yeah. So, so we eventually were like, no, like we will cover a home warranty. Yeah for you but we're not going like we'll continue our home warranty for a year and but we're not going to replace an HVAC that's perfectly working there's nothing wrong with it um then they also had like a couple safety concerns and we were like we'll do we'll do the safety concerns absolutely we'll do a home warranty and the safety concerns yep so it ended up that we had to pay for a three-year home warranty uh with her, the company she picked, even though it was inferior, we, it was, we, we, we compared apples to apples and these people are screwed if anything happens, but that's not our place to say anything. Nope, so that's not our that's what they want to choose. That's fine. It was way inferior to what we were going to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then it was like replace some uh, the fire the door to the garage was not a fire grade rated door oh my god oh i was like fucking door i was like i mean i've lived in that house with my babies and i would prefer the door that's there but that's fine if you guys are really concerned about it we'll replace a door and then they wanted some bifolding doors replaced for ventilation which we had actually already taken the right ones off because we they were kind of broken that was probably my fault in hindsight but that was three years ago so anyways so we're like we'll do those things okay great everybody agrees we're on the last day of due diligence and she's like hey the septic isn't permitted for the number of bedrooms that you have. And we're like, no, it is because we got a septic company to come out and he was like, you have a big tank. It's bigger than what you need Mm -hmm. for this house. Great. Well, she goes and digs up the septic permit permit, and it, it isn't because of the field drains. Now keep in mind, we had not had the septic pumped in since 2016 until 2023 and it wasn't even full. And we had a full house of people. Yep. So, of course, there's no need to do anything more. It was literally just a permitting. Well, and we thing. had it pumped in and, preparation yeah, to sell. Right? Yeah. So we paid to get it pumped because we were going to like seed and we didn't want to disturb the grass after we did it. There like we, we would have probably denied someone wanting to take up the septic. Yeah. Over my dead body. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, we were like, well, that's not great because, yeah, you're I mean, you're right. It's technically legally not, but. Is but, it going to function forever? Yes, it will. But And this is what it is. Like, what do you want us to do? Replace the septic system? Yeah, right? and like, we're not going to dig up the yard. No way. You guys can do that down the road if you want to do that. Absolutely. That's fine. Um, so then so we were I, like, we'll give you a credit for $2,000 for that. Yeah, even I went though, and got a quote for that yeah. to figure out what it would be, and we credited him. Mm-hmm. So we're like, fine. Uh, you know, we're trying to be reasonable humans. Did you know that at that point, you probably didn't know this, they had actually walked away from the deal? No, I did. You did tell me oh, they were going to walk away. Yeah, no, like like they had she kept t- it together. Told, sh- she held it together, my ass. No, we did. I mean, we by giving them this two thousand dollars. No, we she, held it. I called her and she's like, "Hey, yeah, so they're done." And I'm like, "What do you mean they're done?" Well, you know the septic, and I was like, "Well,", well and I'm like, "You're." Terrible, no offense, but you're terrible at your job if you can't talk to someone through this issue of like, this is not a big deal at all. Right? Like, all it is is a, a legal issue. It's not an actual functionality issue whatsoever. And, and I mean, is it a legal issue? It was right when it was built. Someone exactly. built another bedroom in there. And not only that, it was built, it was more than what should it, it should have been at the time. Like, it was I, a 10,000 gallon tank. That was totally fine. Um, so on her end, she should have been the one to be like, look, guys, this really isn't a big deal. Like, let me explain why. But apparently she has no knowledge of septic systems or she thinks, I don't know. Anyways, we're trying not to be mean humans. I was like, if we're, she ever listens to this episode. That's fine. Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> we haven't said the person's name. There's nothing that could. We haven't. And she's it. not even technically a local realtor. So. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. So anyways, we pulled through with that 2000. Then. We, the door, no, that then it was like crickets. Cause we had, yeah. Oh no, this also happened on the last day of due diligence. They weren't going to be able to access some of their money until 2024. So now we can't close until. The, I was so pissed about that. I was so pissed and about that. We were that. like, well then you need to give us a 2000 back. And she's like, well, no, you've already agreed to it. 
and they were going to walk away. It's like, we had no point. We had no choice at that point. Like if we wanted to hold you in hindsight, I wish we would have terminated then. Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I mean, yeah, because then we could have gone right back on market and we would have probably found a buyer faster than 60 days. I agree. 100%. In hindsight, but whatever, like we just, there's no guarantees. So you do have to just go with, and you know, we wanted, it seems like these people wanted the house. They so. seemed like, then they seem like nice people, right? Yeah. So skip to the closing really fast is they were not the problems we figured out. Oh, they were awesome. <laughs> they we were had great such people. a good time with so, them. So anyways, um, I think that they expected us to be assholes. They a hundred percent did. And when we weren't, I bet they were like, Oh wow. Our agent yeah. really painted them in a poor light. She didn't say a word the entire closing. Yeah. Didn't say a word. So, well, she tried to, but we just really were talking to them because that's who we were there to talk to. So anyways, um, we figured that out, but we were like, well, I guess fine. There's no choice if you can't get your money. And then they changed lenders. She didn't even tell us they changed lenders. And like, it was just one thing after another. That's Again, right. that really should have been where we walked away, but... <laughs> Gosh, there was so much of this saga. Yeah. So then, okay. Then it was crickets for a while. Oh yeah. And, and we did find out on the last day due due diligence that our home did appraise. So we're like, okay, well that's good news that we got an appraisal. Good. That also is like, we were worried a little bit about the appraisal. Well, yeah. Because we we overbuilt for the neighborhood. Yeah. So we're like, okay, let's just, let's just go forward as Mm -hmm. much as we can with this. Cause we don't know about another appraisal. Anyways, crickets for 30 days, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, until she's like begging, bugging you every other day about the doors getting finished. Oh, and Johnny's like, doors. Um, well, it doesn't have to be done until five days before closing. Like, I'm not right. going to replace a door if you guys can't close for some reason. Bingo. You know, like, we're not going to do that. So you ended up getting it done like uh, two weeks early, basically. Yeah, I mean, the, this whole door thing was such a so fiasco. Stupid. Well, and then that was the other thing in negotiation. They wanted us to replace the door. And we were like, well, we're not going to take out the door frame, have to get our drywall people, have to get our painters back out. Like, we'll replace the physical door, but we're not yep. doing the whole thing. And she's like, okay, that's fine. They agreed to this. They agreed to this. So anyways, Johnny does go buy a fire rated door, replaces the door, and somebody in the situation was not happy about this. And because it didn't have a fire rated stamp on it of some kind. And we're like, but it, it is, it does. So, so yeah, it's the same door that you get on a fire rated, um, pre-hung door. But the problem was it wasn't pre-hung. And I was like, well, we had this discussion that we're not doing anything pre-hung. Like that was the discussion. So we were like, basically like at this point, if you guys want to walk, you can walk. Yeah, I did. Um, I told her they have options and walking is one of walk, them. Walk, they will give them $200. We'll put the door back on. They can do it after closing. And that's what they chose. Yeah. So I went and put the old door back on. I gave them $200 credit. And I was like, God, I wish I had done that to start with. Seriously. A day of my life. Yeah, exactly. Because it took a, him and my dad had to go do that. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Was there anything else after this point? I think that was all. I don't know. She started going, going after me saying I was in breach of contract. And I'm like, that was, and that was something that I was like, this is such a kind of a gray area because we believe we fulfilled our requirement. I don't know that an attorney could say we didn't. 
So then if they did decide to walk away because of a door, please, dear God, if your clients are trying to walk away because of the door, pay something, like do anything. That's the thing that I think bugged us the most is like, we are paying you. She's never once offered up any of her commission to help this situation whatsoever. Nothing. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, we're just all talking here, but uh, that's something I have done. We've done that so several many times. times just to keep the peace, I do just that. to keep a transaction together, all the yeah. things, because people tend to get bogged down in the weeds. Like they just get About hung nothing. up on the dumbest shit. And it's like, you know what? I'll just pay for that. Like, it's okay. Absolutely. I do it all the time. I would rather make $15,000 than $15,500. Sorry. Or, or not make fifty. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Lord have mercy. Okay. So then, yeah, we did make it to closing. The buyers were super sweet people. We liked them so much. Um, we need to go by there today. We told yeah, them to go by there today. I know. I do need to go drop off a, the... Uh, and I think we should do the basket. No. I'm doing the basket. Okay. Well, I don't have time to do a basket because I've got to go. Well, uh, let me do it then. Um, so we mentioned this before, talk on the phone, the, um, email is great because it leaves a paper trail text message also. Um, but yeah, if you need something in writing, do it in writing, but right. like having a conversation, trying to hash things out, figure things out is always going to be better on the phone. People are a lot less likely. Although this agent, our au pair, we had her on speakerphone one time and our au pair was listening. Not, not that she was like, wow, she is such a bitch. She was like, a, even a, she was like, that's ridiculous how rude she's being. And she doesn't even speak good English. Yeah, she does. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. So that's, and yeah, Johnny hates talking on the phone, but I, there I, were I so many times where I was like, it. just call her because mm-hmm. she's a little less likely to be super rude. I don't know. She still was rude the whole time. So, well, people generally are less likely to be rude, especially like if you're in front of them, oh, but talking on the front phone, of them is number one mm-hmm. for sure. I've talked to you about the mirror thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they put mirrors behind cashiers. Oh yeah. So Cause people, you see yourself talking. Yeah. yeah I've heard about that. You don't want to see yourself be an asshole. Angry, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so calling is, is always great. If you want to be a real professional, call and then follow up with an email and summary. That way everyone was yeah. nice. You probably got what you wanted and now it's on paper. Yeah. And you just say all. like, you know, if you disagree with this, please let me know. Or like, you know, like, well, I mean, yeah. And it gives them the opportunity, right? It's there in on in writing. Yeah. Right? And I think that when you send an email now, that is legally you like submitting a document. Kind of. I mean, it's, it definitely gives you a better paper trail. So if you Mm -hmm. have an issue later on, you can go back to it. Um, so this one should be, uh, just common sense, but again, maybe it's not for everybody. Be cheery. Okay. And when you're on the phone, be happy. When I talk to clients on the phone, when I cold call on the phone, I'm standing up, I'm smiling, be the same way. That is my number one piece of advice is when you're talking on the phone and you're calling either someone you don't know or a client, smile. Smile. Because let me like, let me say something smiling and not smiling because you'll probably be able to tell the difference. Um, Hold hey, on. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't tell me which one you're doing. Okay. Hey, Johnny, how are you doing today? Well, that sounded like Kim Kardashian, so you're probably not smiling. Hey, Johnny, how are you doing today? Much better. See, See? all I did was smile. And I think it just tricks your voice and your brain into saying things a little bit happier. Yeah. Uh, But I always smile when I'm talking to someone for the first time on on the phone. I think you can truly tell. So that's a big. 
I, I can tell when she does that on the phone because she hangs up. I'm like, you're never that, that nice. That's, that's not you. <laughs> um, but I, I have this one guy I'm thinking of. His name's Pat. He is a local agent. I'm sure he'll never hear this, but freaking love Pat. I love him. I, I you know, I talk to him on the phone a lot. Um, I think I've only closed one deal with him, but I, I always have clients looking at his stuff and we run into each other at the freaking sign shop at the pickleball court. And he's always like just ready to give you a hug. And he's got a smile on his face. Like he just had a kid and he wants to tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's super nice. I just met him for the first time. We were playing pickleball. I was he, like, that's, that's Pat. Never met him. This guy is like, you know, he's short and stocky and got like a, a, an old school crew haircut, ex-military. He could be mean and gruff and it would fit. He's so nice. But no, he's yeah. so nice. Yeah. yeah so be Pat. Be when like in Pat. doubt, be Pat. That's an awkward pause. <laughs> um, uh, Go ahead, babe. You can yeah, go this one says, be, a, be the protector of your clients. If there's an issue, don't let it pass you. So I think that's something that we've probably talked about before, but like, if there is an issue in your transaction, sometimes don't tell your clients until they need to know. Yeah. There is there is a really fine line of like, you want to keep everybody in the loop, but if you can figure something out without ever having to tell them or having it fixed by the time you have to tell them, that is 10 times better than just giving them bad news, letting them stew on it while you're stewing on it. There is, there is sometimes where you can hold information to, to fix it. And I think that makes a really good agent is when your clients think, oh, this wasn't that bad of a transaction because, you know. Exactly. Whereas you're like, that was the worst thing I've ever done. But you are the one that's fielding the emotions, trying not to let the emotions pass through yeah. to the clients. I, I think guess. that there's a lot of wisdom in knowing when to be reactive and when to not be reactive. And I think yeah. the answer is always don't be reactive, actually. I 99% of the time, there's a there is a waiting period where you can say, Okay, I just found out this information. I'm going to go figure out as much as I can before I bring this to my clients. Yeah. If I can come up with a solution first or give them some options or sometimes like a wire isn't going to make it on time, we don't think. But it could. It could, absolutely. Let's wait till we get a little bit closer and see what happens cuz letting them stress right now isn't going to change the outcome. No, it, it doesn't make any difference for you to tell them five hours ahead of time. It's not going to make it. Or if you call them and say, listen, it's it didn't make it or it's not going to make it. Either way, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Right? Yeah. Um, so we are not advocating withholding. No, it's not like lie. it's not lying to your clients or doing anything. It's just fielding the information and presenting it at the correct time. Mm-hmm. 100%. If it's, if it's totally necessary. Sometimes there's just things you don't have to tell your clients that... It's not lying. It's not admitting. It's just not important information. But And I can't sit here and think of a, a time, but I know that things have happened also that I mentioned to Lizzie and she's like, have you told your client yet? And I'm like, no, not yet. She's like, well, you better do that now. Yeah. There are times, Johnny, I'm like, ah, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Talk to them about that. Yeah. You yep. need to bring them in on that because there's also times your clients have to make decisions mm-hmm. and you do have to pull them in, but try to field things as best you can first. Do we make it to the end? We I think we end? did make it to Which the is end. good because I think we're getting close to whatever. Time limit. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What else do we need to tell people? Um, yeah, I would just say cautionary tale about selling your own house. <laughs> just know that it is going to be more emotional. We know that. We yep. know that we were uh, reacting emotionally at times. 
but it just didn't help that she was not kind. It could have been a different situation if she was at least kind in her negotiation. I think so too. I think that like the, her tone, I think that they could have gotten more. Honestly. Yeah. Nicer. Honestly. I agree. But whatever. Mm. We got to a point where we didn't want to work with her. So we were just like, sure, whatever you want. Give, Yeah. Come on. Ask me for something. I'm going to say no. Do it. <laughs> uh, that was rough. I'm glad it's over. I don't want to do that again for a while. Except we're like considering doing flips. Yeah. All we're doing now is thinking about what we're going to buy next. <sighs> I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves, but. I found two really cool options today. That you've shown me or no? No. Oh. It's the ones I mentioned downstairs and you you said shut up and walked away. <laughs> I tend to do that to him though. I know. But, but I, I feel like I'm looking for something very specific and it's not what you're looking for. That's I want because us that to doesn't do, exist. It does. Uh, my friend Emily does it all the time. Bring me one. Bring me one. Well, I will. I will talk okay, to her guys. and figure out how to do it. The thing is I want to just put makeup on a pig. Johnny wants to buy the cheapest, worst house and do a full gut renovation. And I think for our very first flip, we should not do that. I don't think it counts as our very first because I think every house that we bought, we yeah, flipped. Yeah, but this is a little different. This is a time constraint flip. That's why we're going to pay someone to do it. Well, yes, we can pay someone to do it and not have to replace a roof, siding, all of that. There's a big difference. Your mom's the big difference. DM me if you think I'm right. <laughs> I feel like all I get is DMs that people are like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Never do I ever get people that are like, yeah, Johnny was right on that one, Lizzie. Okay, guys, challenge. DM me. Tell me I'm right all the time. All the time. <laughs> That's not going to happen. Speaking of DM- DMing, like we said, we love to hear from you guys. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear about what we're doing with the open houses, shoot us a message. I, we never do this, but I'm going to do it this time. If you want to hear about EXP, because that's who we're with. We never talk about it, but that's our brokerage, and I love them. If you're curious, DM me. Yeah, we haven't talked about it in a while. Mm-mm. Yep, we would love to have you with us. For real, it's the place to be. Okay, we got to go. All right, talk to you all later. Bye. Bye.